Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. Now, I put a note down here, trauma orientation. What did, what did I mean by that? <clears throat> so that's when I talk about when people are going about their world through the lens of trauma, because I've experienced trauma, so their orientation is everything that they're attempting to create to be in the world is through this lens of trauma, which is kind of, it's. I kind of see trauma as a spectrum because there can be also an experience where we orientate to the world through our problems and we try and resolve our problems rather than orientate fully in a creative structure, which is where we're just purely in creation. And so then we're less we're less um, restricted by our trauma imprints because we're not living from our beliefs and our wounds, essentially. Mm. Brains, she gave us an introduction here on the edge, the place where the conversation is pointed. The guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. I was trying to get some clarity before the interview, Brains, from Arwen Dyer down in Australia, my second home. This is an amazing young woman. Um, she works with a modality called Creatrix, but she's going to explain what that means. We're going to talk about trauma orientation. She gave you a little taste of what that means and defining the feminine, the feminine energy, the shift, what we are going through right now in this lunar vortex, in the age of Aquarius, it is much kinder, gentler, more female energy, but that doesn't mean we're marshmallows brains, <laughs> okay? We got to find out how to harness it, how to challenge it, how to make it thrive. So welcome her to the edge. How are you, Arwen? I'm so well, April. Thank you so much for having me all the way across the world. Well, I'm always glad to have a great super brain on my show. So let's start at the beginning. Tell my brains, number one, what planet are you from? And how do you show up in the world? Thank you. So my home here is in Lutruwita, Tasmania, Australia. So I grew up in the bush here, as we say, in on country. And I am, oh my goodness, I am a woman who is here to create a life that I love, just to weave my magic, to live in a time where we're really working together to shift this, this consciousness um, to really heal the planet and to to move people into living from their full power and potential. So my background is as a creative arts therapist and as a play therapist. So I've worked a lot with women and children, especially who've been through significant trauma and largely interpersonal trauma, so sexual trauma. And that's led me to working now as an intuitive coach and I just love being able to help people through this orientation of how do they want to be in the world rather than kind of from the orientation of what might be wrong with them and, and those identities that we form where we feel like we're broken and we're really living from a wound. But, you know, we're living from a wound, but sometimes those wounds are intergenerational and they have been subjected upon because we've been preyed upon. Absolutely. Yeah, we have to keep it so it's not all the time just the negative self-talk the nlp that we're saying to ourselves 
but it's the other things that have impacted our lives, our schooling, our finances, our, you know, maybe drug and alcohol, our parenting, our grandparents, our friends, all these things pour like a river into us. How do we begin to pull back the layers, look at it and assess who we are? That word authentic, I, I don't know if I feel the true essence of who we are, because, you know, authentic, what does that mean? When people meet yeah. you, you know, you're putting on your best for them. You're putting on your best clothes and your smile, and your personality, you're selling them, you know, you're sending your representative. But when you find out who you really are and project that out into the world, that can be scary. Absolutely scary. Yeah, so we work from this premise in the magnetic mind method that we come into the world as pure creative essence. And then we go through this process of individuation where we're, we're growing through life with all that generational trauma, the, the ancestral coding, the current circumstances, the challenges that our parents are having, for example. And so we, and education, you mentioned that. And so we can really be living then in this existence where our power is taken away from us when we're, when we're young. And of course, we see this a lot with trauma where children, you know, their innocence is really taken away from them. And so what we essentially do, what I do in this work is to help adults to step back into that creative essence that they came into this world knowing and being at one with this, if you like, source energy, universal energy, the essence of love and pure creation. Because what happens through our upbringing is that we have an, un an un unconscious, excuse me, an unconscious part of ourselves that really is totally centered around automation and survival and this is again where trauma comes in because that unconscious part of ourselves that limbic system that codes up so it really wires itself from the ages of zero through to four in particular is that we really orientate towards safety and that's so essential of course we need our unconscious survival system to keep us safe to make sure that we survive in the face of a threat. And then what happens in as we start to grow a little bit older, of course, is our logical brain, our egoic self starts to form. And then we start to form a belief system. And so these more conscious beliefs kind of piggyback on this unconscious effort to keep surviving. And so we find that there's a patterning that happens in those early years that really we live through right through into our adulthood. And so when we're trying to create something such as a life we love, manifest abundance, creating a really impactful business, is that we're still living from essentially the hurts and the beliefs of these this child within us, of, of a toddler, a four-year-old, a seven-year-old. And I really found this out as well in my own story of, of really living from this unconscious agenda and these these beliefs of having to be perfect, of not being good enough, of not feeling completely. Well, let, let me let me interject there for a minute because it's not just about being perfect and all that, but now it's gender identity. Exactly. My, my girlfriend's grandson came in with the red lipstick and the red nail polish, and I tell you, they came up out of the ground. And I was like, well, is this an everyday occurrence? And they go, no. Okay, then why are we making a big deal out of it? If we see that there's a pattern, then there's other things that we need to research and take a look at. 
But a lot of things are implanted into our minds, our diets, the food that we have eaten all of our life, our spirituality, our religious doctrine, um, just a lot of beliefs. So it's very hard to, I don't know how you guys do it in, in all transparency because I'm 60 years old. And hell, you're going to work with me to unlock something that happened when I was between maybe four and 10. Really? Yeah. I forgot all that and then some. How is that still impacting me? Well, sometimes it's in your weight. Sometimes it's, you know, in your physical being because it causes disease. It can cause mental problems, your relationships. There's a lot. And then when you meet this brand new person, you know, Settling into that is also a challenge too, Arwen. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love your question, April, because we can live a whole lifetime with all these beliefs and the consequences, right? That extra weight or that um, those challenges in relationships are big ones. You know, we can be kind of unconsciously seeking out more and more relationships that give us what's always been familiar because that's been something that's been seen as safe from the unconscious and this is why we see people for example have experienced significant abuse and yet they're in abusive relationships again and again and their conscious brain is going why do I keep doing this right but their unconscious brain knows that it's something that's familiar and survivable for them and so when it comes to shifting like a whole lifetime of patterning and this is when I get where I get really excited is that we we literally rewire the brain almost instantaneously and it's been proven by neuroscience that this is possible and so when we work with these processes called the rapid recode is that we work with the highest level of consciousness so if you think of that that egoic self-conscious part of our brain we also have this unconscious level of our our mind and then we have this level which we like to call the superconscious, which is this level of consciousness which is basically the higher self some people like to call it God, goddess, the universe, the source. And if you you like to, we like to think of, say, universe as the all, is, is the universal mind, this field, it is a field of information. And if that's like an ocean, then our superconscious is like a drop in that ocean. So we're all connected in this field. And so what let we get to, let me, I'm sorry, I, I just got to like to interject when you, you make a, a very pivotal point. Yeah, thank you. Some people would consider this um, metaphysical. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it's energy. And, you know, it is going beyond probably where no man has gone before. Mm. They don't trust it because you have to be in a certain, you got to be there. You got to be in that consciousness to be able to absorb what you're telling me and what you're telling my audience I get it I totally get it because I understand that spirituality is a different lane than religion okay so when these two conflict you know how do you resolve that how do you work with your client because there's some yeah. people that are going to have a very strong religious doctrine and say you know what this could be considered hoo-hoo or you know yeah. and and not in alignment with what I'm doing yeah, you don't have to convince a person, but how do you merge the two together? 
Well, ultimately, it's a choice for that person. You know, some people this work won't resonate with, but we know that there's a hell of a lot of science now that ba that's backing up these kinds of processes. And so you only need to look at um, all the evidence that's contributed to the magnetic mind method put together by Christopher Duncan, my mentor and friend, and also by the likes of Dr. Dr. Joe Dispenza, Bruce Lipton. There's so much evidence out there, scientific evidence. And I have to say, I was a skeptic myself and I really had to delve deep into the science. And my background is in psychology as well. So you can imagine I came in with all this conditioning and this education that this was woo-woo and how can this possibly work? Mm -hmm. But on the other side of that, we have so many testimonials, so many evidence of people's people shifting at the neurological level. And this is where we end up with um, medical miracles and, and abundance, um, wealth and big shifts. Like I've worked with a woman where she, her phobia was completely recoded after one session. She was no longer phobic and she'd been had this phobia of mice for a whole um, 50 or 60 years. And so this is really, really incredible work. And so the biggest thing really is for people to be educated first. So when there's that that conscious part of ourselves that's, that's going, hey, this isn't this isn't safe, this is you know woo woo, or it goes against my religion, then I really encourage those people if this this piques your interest, the interest of your audience, to to take a look at the education, which includes the science right. of it. And also that, you know, a lot of what we're using in these processes is ancient. It's really ancient alchemy and wisdom. I mean, yeah. I always have to refer back to the Egyptians. Exactly. They're light years ahead of us, you know? Yeah. 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 So. And aromatic medicine, we talk about the chakras, you know, and there's a lot out there now where this is seen as much more it's normalized, you know, that we all have energy. Well, and it depends on where you are in the world too, you know, in the United States, we, we got something else going on. Yeah, the other part of it, April, and this again goes to the science, is that what we are essentially energy. And so when we work with energy, we have a lower frequency with, with lower moods and lower feelings, right? The vibrancy um, is so much lower. And so when we work with higher frequencies and we match that in the field, that's where the pure creative essence comes in rather than creating from a state of trauma or lack or fear, suffering, where that's a much more of a lower frequency. So we tend to attract more of the same. And this is where the law of attraction can work against us because we're attracting more of the same rather than shifting our frequency. And again, it's easier said than done because if you are living from trauma, right, and I've experienced this myself, it can be really hard to then shift into those higher frequencies but this is where we work with the recode to really respectfully and gracefully rewire the brain um, rewire the memories and leave the wisdom and and basically reduce the pain of those memories so you said that you work with women and children or you I have work with women and children I've historically worked mostly with women and children. I have a real passion, of course, for working with women and also for some future education pro projects. But currently I work with men as well. And one of the things I find with men is they're so, um, some of them are so ready for this kind of almost rebirth experience of awakening that softer, more feminine part of themselves and listening to their vulnerability and supporting women as we rise more into our, our power. 
Um, but we have to be clear with that power because, you know, we can be power hungry and yep. we have to be very clear uh, yep. of what our intentions are and what it is that we exude because mm -hmm. if it's supposed to be love and it's supposed to be um, caring and responsible and all those power adjectives, then we need to wear that on our sleeve. That's a big responsibility. And a lot of people are always chasing this thing called happiness. Happiness is a drug brain's newsflash. What we, I'd like to see us be more content. Just be yeah. happy where you are. You don't have to be elevated and you don't have to be deflated. You need to just be able to be in a neutral stance so that you can stay in the moment that you are respected, that you are heard, um, because that's the important thing. You know, you got a lot of people jaw jacking, just talking to hear themselves talk. But are you impactful? Are you insightful? Are you an influencer? Are you making a positive difference in the world? Are you clear about who you are? No matter where you are in the spectrum, we're never going to be perfect. Okay, our frequency is going to be just like a guitar or a piano. Sometimes it's out of tune. Mm. Yeah. And we need to have it adjusted. And we work with great people like Arwen to get us in alignment. But mm. we've got the heavy listening. Let's talk about some fun things. Okay. Yeah. yeah I know that you're more than just a serious girl. <laughs> for guilty pleasures, Arwen, what do you like to do for fun and recreation? Well, one of my favorite things is getting out into the wilderness. So I've spent quite a few years as a nature photographer. And so for me, my, my biggest delight is photographing the night sky. So mm. getting out there, photographing auroras. I was lucky enough to spend six weeks in Island, uh, in Iceland and Norway before I had children. Mm. And just, oh, I just had so much fun. And that's part of what it is to be a conscious creator is to just enjoy life, to live a life that you love and create more of the things that bring you joy. So important. They can be small, simple things like dancing with my children, walking the dog, walking along the beach. And I love what you said about gratitude because a part of creating a life that you love and being a conscious creator working with your super conscious is to be it now like not to see your future is better not to be um unappreciative of the now but to really know that while you're in that feeling remembering your future self that you're creating you're also being fully present and accepting and grateful of the now and this has been really key for me in my life to create some of the things that I wanted was to be totally grateful and surrendered to the outcome while taking the actions yeah you know, again you, you and you do have to surrender that yeah. doesn't mean that you have to be defenseless but you do have to put your guards down you've got to open the gate you know and you never know what's going to show up on the other side so uh that was one of your guilty pleasures give me one more another guilty pleasure is is travel I mean it came into that response too but I absolutely love to travel and that's one of the beautiful things about being an entrepreneur and being able to work online as a coach I can work with people all around the world and I can work from any place and I can run my retreats anywhere in the world too so I just love to be able to travel it just lights me up yeah tell me tell us a little bit about the retreats that you run what could a person expect Sure. Well, we spend about four days going really deep into this work. So I work really closely with my guests on incredible country. So I pick somewhere that's so beautiful and exquisite, really holds the space in nature. 
And then I work really closely to identify what some of those dysfunctions are, those patterns that, that you've lived from, from a long, for a long time. And then to go deep on what you want to create in the world, if you could live life over or if you had a completely clean canvas, what would you create? And then also to the key, the absolute essential key to creating a life that you love and being the predominant creator of your life is to use intuition. So we spend a lot of the time really awakening people's intuition, being able to trust that that place beyond knowing and how to receive that incredible wisdom is absolutely pivotal. So that's where my real passion is, is teaching people how to awaken their intuition and let it guide them in life. If you um, have an opportunity to talk to young parents with the children, from the ages of about four to nine, what would be some recommendations that you would suggest in their parenting ritual? Everybody's going to be different. But what are some things that you can incorporate? A lot of people are talking about this gentle parenting. I don't know. Then you've got the other parents to talk about the unruling unschooling. I don't know with that. But then you have the strong disciplinarian that is raising you in you know the 20th century and here we are in the 21st century what do you say or what do you encourage parents to consider as they're raising and forming these minds at this you know such cru crucial crossroads in their life great question thank you yeah so i really encourage parents to allow their children to be children like we are born into this world as a creative essence and as a play therapist, I really know so keenly that children explore the world through play. And what can seem like um, fairy tales for us is really significant for children. And it's very easy as an adult to get really stuck in our adult perspective. So nature is absolutely key. Get them out in nature, Get the, let them get their energy out. And a really beautiful practice is what you mentioned earlier is a gratitude practice. Maybe have your child, your family create a jar that you can put gratitude notes in each day, what they're grateful for. And, you know, in terms of the unconscious forming these agendas um, throughout our lifetime and the belief systems is we cannot avoid that. All children have to go through this life where they don't get all their needs met. It's part of growing up. And so we have to so, so gently and lovingly allow our children to, to experience what it is to be human while also being able to find that balance with disciplining them. And I don't find that exactly, easy. Because there's got to be some consequences. I mean, you know, you've got to do more than take away the cell phone sometimes. Yeah. And you have to, I had to learn this, you know, yeah. and I learned it at my daughter's much uh, later age very mature but sometimes we overgive we overdo we yeah. don't let them stumble and fall you know yeah, so it's so important to set limits it's important to set limits and have boundaries and one of the key things is to be able to teach our children by modeling to them our how we work from our feelings so for example if your child is is upsetting you then to be able to really own it and say hey i feel really upset when you say that to me or to to your brother or something and and the other way around really helping your child to become emotionally literate to really understand from that perspective 
is really key. So, and, and the other thing, much, much more compassionate adult, compassionate adult, and really making sure that you fill your cup up first. And I say this, especially to the solo mums, I've been there, the single mums, we're often we're very stretched, we're giving and giving and giving and just carve out even if you're getting up half an hour earlier, which I know can be hard, carve out that time to really meditate to love your life in your heart and to be grateful because that reverberates and creates those ripples effects you'll be a better parent and a happier happier mum happier person well you will a couple more fun questions before we conclude if Lovely. you were an animal what yeah. animal would you be and why what a gorgeous question so i love sea eagles i love the freedom and the expansion of sea eagles the way they're just so powerful and graceful and they glide around and just can set their eye on something and, and go for it so that's what first comes to mind and if you were a flower in the garden what flower would you be i oh that's a tricky one because i do love different flowers um I would be an orchid. I really love orchids. Yeah, they're graceful, they're elegant, and they're really kind of sturdy and strong. Yeah. Well, not mine. <laughs> I They grow, they, the flowers fall off, and I wait for them to bud. People say, just be patient, just be patient. And I think that is a key, uh, uh, a key element that you have and gift that you have. I can hear it in your voice tone, is your patience. So mm -hmm. that would be the perfect flower for you. If Thank you put an appliance in the kitchen, Arwen, what appliance would you be? <laughs> That's a great one. Oh, my goodness. I'm not sure, but I seem to always have my hand in a lot of pies. I tend to be creating lots of different things, and I'm very on the go, always in action. So I feel like if not a beta, then something like that, where I'm always just <laughs> going, going. Oh, <laughs> it up. Oh, that's pretty cool. I yeah. think I would probably want to be the refrigerator because I just want to sit and chill. Perfect. And sometimes I need more of that for sure. Exactly. <laughs> well, you have been an amazing guest and thank you so much. I'm glad that you were able to, you know, confirm and validate and also encourage a lot of mothers that are out there that are struggling um, know that you're not alone. It's probably yeah. maybe something, you know, uh, submerged in your subconscious mind that you're not even aware of. Yeah. If you want to know, if you're willing to do the work, if you're true about it, don't just do it just, you know, you might go for a consultation, but if you're really serious about this work, work with a guided professional, someone that has invested time, energy, money, and has proven results. Arwen Dyer is that person. Please tell them, baby, how to get in contact with you and, uh, you know, to look forward to your upcoming book. Thank you. Yes, I do love to write. And again, it's another way to get this work out there to so many people who will benefit. And it's a real passion to help mothers in particular. So my website is arwendyer.com. So A-R-W-E-N-D-Y-E-R.com. And you can absolutely make contact there. And you can contact me via email too. So that's assist, A-S-S-I-S-T at arwindyer.com. And then I'm also on Facebook and I love to connect on Facebook. So again, you can look me up there, arwindyer. Here I am in Tasmania. Is there, is there a .au after that or just? Just dot com. Okay, just yeah. dot com. Remember yeah. that, Brains, because some of them are in the United States. 
other uh, that URL and then others are in Australia, but hers is universal because she's got a dot com. Thank you so much, Arwen, for all that you do. I appreciate and value you. Brains, I need you to go in and handle your business, please. <laughs> I said, please. Uh, can you go in and like, love, share, and subscribe right here on the edge? We are on YouTube. We are on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. I'm not too much of a TikToker, but again, uh, I'm watching the clock. And so that TikTok is for you. I love you. Uh, I'm just so grateful for you. And I want you to win. So go in, check out Arwen, her videos, have a consultation, have a conversation, and see if you're ready to ascend to the next level. All right. Bye. Thank you, Arwen. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you.